0: This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance.
1: We're going to be talking about... um People who judge others, and, and basically it's about judgment, judge. but it's like, uh, you know, quick to judge when you kind of have the same things going on in your life, and yet you're so quick to oh, they judge. Oh, don't,
0: we don't see what we're doing. We don't yes. see how much we do the same thing. Yeah. And we're quick to judge them and jump on them, and, you know, all these things you did wrong, and somehow we don't see what we do. But
1: No, I remember Joyce Meyer used to say... Um, we look at others through magnifying glasses, but we look at ourselves through rose-colored glasses. And I'll never forget that she it's was so, so perfect. right.
0: It's so perfect. She was you know? so right. It's yeah. like you know, there was this commercial I was watching the other day when the you know the dad walks in and he says, "Hey son, do you want to go get some I burgers?" I love that commercial. And the son goes, "Dad, I'm vegan." And he goes, "You have bacon for breakfast." He goes, "Oh, okay, Mr. Perfect." I know. <laughs> and I, I loved it because. You know, here's this guy saying oh, I'm vegan. What do you? And it's like, you're you're not you're, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. You know, oh, I was so going to say something else, but so uh-huh. my question today really to you is: How hard are you on people, and how fast are you to judge them? How quick do you? I'm pretty guilty of this too. How quick do you quick judge them for whatever reason? How hard is your judgment? Yeah. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Ananias and Sapphira, not so much about them, but about Peter, <clears throat> yeah. and we're going to talk about judgment. So go ahead. You okay, I'm going to read me. it
1: from Acts uh, chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. Now a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira likewise sold their farm. They conspired to secretly keep back for themselves a portion of the proceeds. So when Ananias brought the money to the apostles, it was only a portion of their entire sale. God revealed their secret to Peter, okay? So he said to him, Ananias, Peter said to him, why did you let Satan fill your heart and make you think you could lie to the Holy Spirit? You only pretended to give it all, yet you hid back part of the proceeds from the sale of your property to keep for yourselves. Before you sold it, he says to him, wasn't it yours to sell or to keep? And after you sold it, wasn't the money entirely at your disposal? How could you plot such a thing in your heart? You haven't lied to people. You've lied to God. The moment Ananias heard those words, he fell over dead. And this is a really big misunderstood scripture that you're going to clear up.
0: You know what? (laughs) Really, um, first of all, Peter did not curse the man. I I don't think anyone even has the power or ability to curse someone. I mean, you could try. But Peter didn't really curse the man, you know, and and say, like, drop dead. Um, God didn't kill Ananias. The Holy Spirit didn't kill Ananias. God isn't in the business of killing people. And if the person, if you are a Christian, you have a covenant with God, a covenant of peace. No matter what you do, you have a covenant of peace. Now, an unbeliever is a different thing. God can do what he wants once with them, but what I wanna talk what I want to do here is talk about Peter more than Ananias. That's good. Peter was a spontaneous person who could become compulsive and impatient. Of course I don't have any impatient no, problems. Really. <laughs> and he was headstrong at times. And he jumped to he jumped to a conclusion with this whole thing.
1: He jumped to conclusions a lot.
0: Yeah, I know. You know,
1: know. through his walk with Jesus. When you
0: read through the scriptures, he's always jumping in, jumping in, saying something, you know, uh, saying something stupid.
1: Yeah. And
0: don't we all do that? You know, sometimes you need to put a guard over your mouth and think a little bit about what you're going to say before you say it. Now, here's the thing. Peter said to him, Ananias, you're a liar. You lie. You're a liar. And the only thing Ananias did wrong was he lied about how much of the money he gave, the percentage of what he sold. Right. He didn't, he could have given whatever he wanted. Yeah. Okay. He didn't have to give anything. He it, There was, you know, some people say, well, the sin was he had hidden motives of greed and all of that, that's not it. We, and if it was there, the scripture doesn't say it. What we know is he lied. Right. Now, if I had been Ananias, I would have said, uh, excuse me, Peter, You denied Christ three times. You're three times a bigger liar than I am.
1: That's right, because they kept saying to him, do you know this man? No, I don't know this man. Do you know this man? No, I've never seen this man. Right,
0: and he lied because he was afraid of what was going to happen to him. So we don't know why Ananias did, why he lied, other than he was probably full of pride and he wanted everyone to think he gave 100% when he didn't. Yeah. Maybe the shame of being found out Um. He had a heart attack, and you know, you read that. You know, the
1: and, hearts fail you for fear. The scripture says that men's hearts will fail them for fear. So, it, so all I'm saying is, it is possible to have a heart attack because of fear, and you, you know,
0: absolutely. And I think the shame and the fear and the guilt of what he did in front of everybody caused him to just have a heart attack on the spot.
1: And I think, actually, I think, I don't know for sure, but he probably was scared to bring it, uh, wondering if they would actually find out. And, And that alone, when you're trying to cover a secret or cover something, can be so burdensome on you. You know, right. and this you was could, a secret. This yeah. wasn't something they wanted them to know.
0: Right, and he maybe knew inside him this was wrong. Right, didn't, convicted already. He yes. was convicted walking in there. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. And you know, Peter said, "Oh, you didn't lie to man. You lied to the Holy Ghost." No, he didn't. He lied to you, Peter. <laughs> the Holy Ghost already knew what he was doing.
1: So Peter wasn't exactly all correct in what he was doing here. No, he, Peter,
0: he, as you said, he, compulsively he jumped a into it. You know. Um, <clears throat> Peter should have so- shown a whole lot more grace to Ananias. I mean, after all, you got a parishioner in your church. You got a small church. You need the money, and now he's—you killed him. But he didn't kill him. I'm only kidding. In other words, you just lost here or something. So it yeah. um,
1: wasn't much grace
0: there was no grace going on in that one. Right,
1: but let's continue. Um, It says, everyone was terrified when they heard what had happened. Some young men came in and removed the body and buried him. Three hours later, his wife came into the room with no clue of what just happened to her husband. And Peter said to her, tell me, now he was setting her up, he was testing her. Were the two of you paid this amount for the sale of your land? And Sapphira said, yes, that's how much it was. Peter told her, why have you agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? I hear the footsteps of those who buried your husband at the door. They're coming here to bury you too. This is a hard one. At that moment, she dropped dead at Peter's feet. So I think he got even harder with her. And I think in Peter's mind, now you tell me if I'm wrong here, because Ananias, he figured because Ananias died, then she would, too, because the sin was so great. He just assumed that. But he didn't kill them. He, he
0: didn't, didn't kill anybody.
1: Invoke a curse or say, you'd be dead now in Jesus' name. He couldn't.
0: You know, whenever I read this, I think, like, how did this happen? Because, now, so here comes Sapphira walking into the church and, hey, who are you guys burying over there? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I They're burying me. somebody. You think they would, she would have said something's going on? Yeah. Or they would have said, hey.
1: But, you know, I, she did tell the truth. When he asked her, you know, but I think her too, especially now she just hears her husband is dead. It just, it just, you know, the, the heart attack just came. That's what I'm thinking. You know, people say, people argue this and they say, well, they weren't Christians and because they're assuming God killed them. So that and God can kill a non-Christian, say okay. Well, I think but he can, no but there's no protection.
0: But they were Christians. They were what were Christians, they doing in this church?
1: Right. Well, maybe they were Christians in name only, but they just started this church. No, wait, it was but, like
0: what, what person who is not a believer at all, who's going to a church for just whatever religious reason would sell anything and give it to the church. Absolutely. They, won't, they yeah. won't sell 10 cents and give Absolutely. it to the church because they're not converted. They're still heathens and maybe they're looking for fame or who knows what they, what, what it was. Yeah. But the point is they had to be believers.
1: Right. Right. I, no, I agree with that. I know. But what an attitude Peter had, you know, and I say, look who's talking because he did. All, he lied and God forgave Peter for everything he did all through the walking with Jesus and saying, oh, no, you're not going to die. That's a That's wrong. And he said, get behind me, Satan. But, you know, Jesus kept forgiving him. Peter, but but I i don't think Peter yeah, has gotten graced out. It's the same thing. You look at yourself through rose colored glasses and you look to others you know, through magnifying yeah. glasses.
0: Peter saw it as well, you know. So I said a little lie. That's okay for me, but not for you. Because oh, after all, I'm the pastor. I always yeah. laugh when I read this because they say, you know, they were collecting money to build a church that teaches grace.
1: I know. But, I know, you know well, I think it was all new to Peter. It was new. Well, yeah. Let's
0: face it. And let's face it. Peter was a Jew. He coming, coming out of the law. That takes time to get that out of you, the right. law. Right. So he still had his problems, but for sure, Peter uh, Peter should have spoken to Ananias in private right? and said, look, we know what you did. We know this is not all the money. Right. So, you know, and I wouldn't, you know, sometimes I say, well, you need to get up in front of the church and repent. I wouldn't even say that. Right. I'd say, you need to repent. Go to God. Repent. You know.
1: And really, the truth of the matter is if they gave... A dollar, God would look at it as precious. You gave a dollar, thank you. You know, they didn't have to give anything, you know, but they... They had fear of the people. They they figured, i got to give something because everybody else is. Maybe they just didn't want to. They,
0: it's a show. Yeah. They wanted to make a yeah. show. You know, I often think when I get to heaven, I'm going to say, Hey, Ananias, whatever happened? He's going to go, Oh, that Peter, he's something else.
1: You <laughs> stay know? away from him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't want to know Peter. And stay, like, you know, you, you <laughs> go to funny. one side of heaven, leave Peter on the other.
1: Yeah, you've said that. So to um, about something. So yeah, we are. We are too quick to judge Alan. It makes it really judging others. The motive behind that, I really believe, is that it makes us feel better about ourselves. There are so many people who who feel better because they didn't do what you did. So we're gonna judge you and it makes them feel better. But look at this, Matthew chapter self-righteousness. 7. self-righteousness. And you know, it
0: I, is. I remember you were telling me about somebody you knew and she went and had breakfast. And then when the lunchtime came and they brought the lunch out, she goes, oh, man, I'm so hungry. I didn't eat anything all day. And you were like, she didn't even get it. She, didn't she, even, did, she did. literally in her mind thought she didn't eat anything all day. I have that same problem. But I know better.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids say, Mom, how come every time I call Daddy, he's got something in his mouth? <laughs> it's so true. But anyway, Matthew 7, uh, verse 3. And why, and this is really awesome because it's talking about judging. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank that is in your own eye? In other words, okay, you guys lied. Peter should have said, You guys lied, but so did I. But it even goes further than this. Look at this. Or how will you say to your brother, let me pull the speck out of your eye when a log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now, now people go, okay, so the speck is a small sin and a plank is a big sin. That's not true. Okay, because in God's eyes, a sin is a sin. It doesn't matter whether it's bigger. A bigger sin might affect more people. It might be more devastating, but it's still considered sin. The plank is not a bigger sin. It's the sin of judging other people's actions. Judgment is the sin here. Okay, so you're looking at someone. God said to me, you know, God said to me years ago, and I use this all the time. I never forget it. He said to me, your reaction to what people do to you is more important to me than what people do to you. That's what he said to me. And I never forget it. And I always think about that My because we're always going to have people do stuff to you. You're always gonna have that in your life. You're always gonna have somebody that may offend you, may be different throughout your life, I don't know, or make you feel bad or, or whatever it might be. You're gonna have that. I always tell God, you know, if there just was nobody on the face of the earth, I'd be real good with you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be so proud of me. I'd I wouldn't judge anybody, you know, but the fact is people, and what they do to you, it's not their fault. You need to react the right way. And when I, I, I'll throw this in. When Paul's thorn in the flesh was all those people persecuting him, it wasn't sickness. It was all those people persecuting. He went and he asked God to remove them. God didn't go and talk to those bad people who were coming against him. He told Paul how to handle it. So your reaction to what people do to you is more important than what people do
0: to you. And, and that doesn't mean God's saying suck it up too no, bad. He'll he take will care get of them. involved. He'll take care of them and he'll make it up to you.
1: That's exactly right. So when you're tempted to judge someone, think again. and you might even be a hundred percent right in your judgment. But what God showed me was, I need you to take a step back, Angie, and look at the whole picture. And you know it might change the way you look at that person or whoever it is that is actually did something wrong to you or to somebody else. And you might actually start understanding. But even if you don't understand it, just make a decision to forgive. But but I'll tell you what, Al, God did that to me one one time. I I was very upset. Somebody did us wrong, and uh, I went into the room and I said, Lord, I don't understand this. These people, blah blah blah, this and that. And He said, I, and I and I said, look. I only have a couple of days. I I want you to do this fast. I want you to change my heart. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I'm not having a God feeling toward these people. I don't like the way I'm feeling. And I want to be like you, Lord. I I did. And you know, in just a couple of days, he he said, now step back and I'm going to show you some things. And he showed me some things. And you know what he showed me? some of the motives behind what they were doing and the reason they were doing what they were doing. And it, and it, when he brought that to my attention, it changed my whole attitude toward them. I actually had compassion and love for them and wanted to do anything I could to help. So, you know, you have to go to God and you have to rather than judging quickly, you look at the whole picture.
0: Who knows what they're going through? Who knows what probably
1: Nobody knows, and you can't you can't figure it out. We
0: just had a situation where a friend of ours was in Home Depot, and he made a pass somebody, and he he, he made a, made a joke. joke, and the guy says, "Whoa, you're lucky." You know, I don't remember what he said, but it all started and turned into could have turned into a really bad fight. Yeah. Two we didn't know this two Christian people, but that night he wound up in church sitting right next to the same person. And, and he they, never
1: really goes to this church that that much, very once in a while, but he kept telling us, I feel led to go tonight. I feel like to go while. tonight. And he came. And God restored that relationship. Right. But they were both upset about it all day. They judged one another. They they, they basically like you have the plank, I only have the speck, kind of thing. And and that like that's not I wasn't doing means. anything.
0: And right. they go on and on. And it's almost like we I'll say it this way, we do act like children, little children sometimes, don't right. we? Right, because he even said he said, "Well, you come after me," and I'm like, "You're Christians, both of you." So right. they both repented and 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 you know made amends, and that's good. Yeah, that's good.
1: rather than judging people, you need to forgive them. What about the forgiveness uh, story in Matthew 18? Well, Matthew yeah.
0: 18, you know, the king forgave a huge debt. He had a servant who owed all this money, and if you read it, it was like in today's money, if you calculate it out, it was like millions. You know, or it was just a lot of money. Yeah. It wasn't like a hundred bucks. Right. And um he forgave the debt. And then that servant went out. And you here's another thing, you'd almost understand it. The servant went out and found someone that owed him money. And he went after him. Yep. Yep. And he t- and he, he tried to take him down and you better pay me.
1: And he and, owed him a lot less. A than lot less it, than what he owe the owed the king. king.
0: You know, this scripture really one day spoke to me when I realized that I was holding someone's sin that they did against me, which was, let's say it was, they stole a $100. I don't remember. And I remember saying, that person did this to me and all that was so. And God reminded me of the scripture. Just think of what I forgave you for, what you did. before you got saved and after. But before you got saved, look at all the things that you did. And I forgave you freely. And you're after this guy for this little thing. And it was almost like, again, it's like we just look at ourselves so differently than we look at everybody else. It was like, well, okay, you forgave me. All right, that was good. That was good. And then you go after this guy. And you're almost like, Lord, you forgive him because I'm not.
1: Right. Right, you know what I mean? Right, you, right. you go after them,
0: and and then changed my whole life when I realized, right. and it should change your life too. When people have done you wrong, maybe you might want to think about what you did and how great a sin you were forgiven for. And some people have really done some bad stuff. Of course, I was a good heathen, <laughs> but you have to you have to understand that God forgave you a greater debt. Then this person owes you, and you know what? Just forgive them. And I always tell people, forgive them for what they did. Bring it to God, and He'll pay you back.
1: Right, exactly. Forgiving we have to learn you. how to. And let... then you really need to ask God to forgive you for your part, which was the plank, which is the judgment. Because that, to me, you know, you know, God's saying, "Look, you gotta, you gotta get rid of the judgment." But what that really is saying is, "Look, you've got the plank." Okay, you got to get rid of the plank before you can even help the one with the speck. You can't even see it. Why? Well, well, if you see that, no, you're seeing their sin, and you're mad. Okay, so now you can't help that person because you're you're in judgment of them. So God says, get the judgment out of the way. Now you can minister to them in love. And get somewhere. But if you listen, this happened to me years ago. This woman sat under my feet for years and years, and I had a lot of patience with her. But she just did not do anything I told her to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I went way longer than that. And what turned out to be a good time ministering to her and and helping her along and everything. I'd come to find out she's not doing any of this really. I mean, there was no change, nothing. And I know I was given the word of God, and it was like. What happened to me, Al, is I started getting these, I started judging within my heart. Like, I can't believe this woman. She's not even doing anything. She's calling me. She's trying to kill herself, trying to kill her husband. she has got a knife running after him. The husband's calling me. Crazy stuff. Took, yeah. took me crazy, you know, anything like Like there was a demonic presence there that was just awful. I'd go shopping with her to bless her. We come home, she gets locked out of the house. Everything was wrong with this woman. It wasn't a bad thing she did, but still. And I started resenting her. How could I minister to somebody that I resent? This is what this is talking about. You gotta get rid of the judgment first, or you'll never be able to deal with the speck in their eye to help them to get free. And that's what it is. So what what happened to me, Al, is I went to the Lord and I said, this is not right. I said, she can do whatever she wants. It's okay. I said, but my feelings toward her are not correct anymore. I said, I forgive her as much as I know how to forgive her. And I do that, Lord. I said, but I'm having a very hard time being real with her and really wanting her to change at this point because of what stirred up. She had the speck, but I had the plank and I knew it. And the Lord told me what to do. He said, remove yourself from her. Because he would rather you go over here, get rid of the plank, and then come back. But don't stay in that. And I did. And I removed myself in love And uh, of course, she turned it all around and said-
0: Blamed it on you.
1: Yeah, and said, I had to leave you. I had to leave you because you didn't want me as a friend anymore. We were never friends. We were just, I was just ministering to her to help her. But the point is, it doesn't matter. She was all messed up in her mind anyway, and on tons of medication. It just wasn't working. But anyway, I I had to go to the Lord. You need to go to the Lord and ask him, what do I do? I'm starting to resent this person. I don't want to judge her. And he simply said, just remove yourself. And you know what else he said? He said, I need you to, from now on, minister to people who actually want to know, who actually are making a change, who are serious about the Lord. You've got too much in you. And I'm not raising myself up. God did this to us both. We have too much in us to... Waste our time on people that don't want to know.
0: It's happened to me. I've ministered to somebody I'm thinking of, and I would minister to him, and he would listen and loved it. And he came back the next week, and he hadn't done anything I told him to do. Nothing. And it was the same broken record. We started all over again.
1: Some people can take up your time because they just want attention. They just or they want to just talk. Can't grab they don't it. want to
0: change. So after the third time, I just said, I can't help you. Right. Um, because I didn't say this part because you won't do anything I'm telling you to do. And I know other people that minister to this man, and they said the same thing. He he just listens, he's great, but he doesn't do a thing. When you see that they're just not interested and they're not doing anything you're telling them to do, maybe you need to move on because staying there might cause you to go into judgment of them. And then once you go into judgment of them, your plank begins to grow and you're not helping yourself or anyone else. Right? You're literally letting that whole thing, you're getting sucked into what the devil's doing in their life. That doesn't mean you say, I hate you, you get out of here. You just simply, you love them. And you just remove yourself and say, well, I don't think I have information for you that's helping you and say, I can't. Goodbye. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at VictoryLifeMinistries.org.